Alright, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get stuff in the ring with the greatest tag team in podcast history. Just Freaking Wrestling, the JFW Podcast, hosted by Travesty. I'm Dizzle J. And we are back after a long, long break away from um, from podcasting. We'll, we'll call it a winter break. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, uh, what do you call those, mid-season finale kind of deals? Are we mid-season right now? I don't know what we are. Do we establish what our seasons are? Yeah. What we do in seasons? Yeah. I don't think we have to do anything. No, no, but I mean, like, what I mean with the holiday um, here, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, you know, schedules. I mean, they life happens. You know, I mean, with with how busy it is, um, work wise. You know, you you had to take your trip. Yeah, I had to go to Salt Lake City, Utah. So, uh, but I'm glad you're back, and I'm glad we're we're able so to get this to in. Back. You know, <laughs> and it was weird. I kept thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, because you're a uh, your your time out there got extended, right? Because you're supposed to be back like I mean, last week, or, right? Yeah, so a, a two week or a week and a half trip turned into a three week trip. Yeah, so I was like, so I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, I'm like, geez, you know, is Dizzle uh, J gonna be back by the end of the year? You know, there's so much going on, I don't want to miss anything, and I don't want to do this by myself. That's that's kind of, I mean, it, it's hard. I couldn't do it by myself. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, I could do it by myself, but I just I wouldn't enjoy it as much because. You know, like, the chemistry we have makes the show. Oh, the banter. Absolutely. And what's crazy is, like, like so so much has happened in the last three weeks that, you know, now we're taking the opportunity to catch up. Right. Um, one of the biggest things that happened over the last few weeks is um, a lot of things happened in the women's division. I mean, the women's, I mean, we have, we have been predicting it mm-hmm. ever since we started doing the show that the women's is just going to take over at one point in time. Absolutely, yeah. And and we'll get, we'll get into that uh, more into the show and uh, a couple other things we want to do. But the biggest thing I want to focus on is kind of just catching up, just just like a, a recap of uh, what pretty much the month of December was like. Yeah, because um, I, I, I don't... I know. It, well, and, and, it's, and it's been hard. I mean, like, it's... It, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that has happened, not like like high impact stuff, right? But a lot of things have happened, and like you know, like inside the ring or outside the ring, you know, it's been it's been pretty. I don't know what I don't know the right word, but a, I guess to reiterate, a lot of things have happened. I mean, how do you how do you feel like it's been going? Like I, like I said, I I uh, was gone. <laughs> the hours I was working didn't allow me to watch anything. Yeah, and I didn't have a DVR. So like how how has WWE been? Like, do you feel like it's getting better? Is there a better story processes coming along? I, I think I think where they're at right now, I think there's kind of a, a lull for it being the end of the year. Uh, I know they're still working that huge like Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Shane McMahon, Daniel Bryan angle thing, especially from the last pay per view, which I did. I did hear about that. Yeah, I mean, Sam, I mean, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, uh, you know, careers run the line. Uh, you know, WWE did this goofy uh, storyline with having two referees in the ring. You know, claimed that it's never happened before. And that's true. Like, they never had two in-ring referees. They always had, you know, like an enforcer outside that always somehow ends up interfering. Well, right, 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 right. But, I mean, like, when you stick those two guys in the ring, you know something was going to happen. But so, is, who's, who's going to be the heel, then? Who's going to... Well, see, and, and that's the thing that was weird, because, I mean, like, there's a lot of people out there saying, you know, this is Daniel Bryan's time to turn heel, and... Are people saying like, if anything, you know, Shane McMahon's gonna be that heel turn, like they're they're expecting that kind of surprise, um, but the way it turned out, you know, with, you know, Shane McMahon going for the three count and stopping at two and costing Sami Sami Zayn to win, to Daniel Bryan doing the fast count, you know, it, and to me it looks like a justification of, you know, what was going on, right? And I know Daniel Bryan, you know, he plugged that, uh, he did that um, promo. On, um, on this past Tuesday, SmackDown saying the reason he did the fast count was to save Shane for himself. I don't you know. That doesn't look like the case to me. Like, well, how I read it was Daniel Bryan was writing it wrong. Right. Because Sami Zayn should have had that, that roll-up, should have had that victory. I don't know, like, what the plan is for the future. Um, it, it looks like they're they're trying to either do a Daniel Bryan versus Shane McMahon match at WrestleMania. So you get almost like a... Masters of the Indies versus Masters of the WWE kind exactly. of deal. Exactly, yeah. And, and and yes and no, because when you look at Shinsuke, Shinsuke wasn't really part of that. Are you comparing, are you like putting Shinsuke and uh, Randy Orton in I'm, I'm not put, I'm not putting Randy, I wasn't necessarily saying Randy Orton and Shinsuke. More Shane? More Shane, and then whoever he decides. Because uh, Shinsuke is obviously from New Japan. Yeah. 
which I don't even know if you would consider that independent wrestling because I don't think I do. Well, if, if okay, so if you were to put a line between indie and WWE, what companies fall below the indie line and what fall above the indie line? I, I think you'd have to, the New Japan, Ring of Honor, and Impact have to be considered professional. So they're not. You don't see them as indie. I don't see. I see them as that's where you want to be. You want to be in obviously one of these bigger organizations to make the money, get your name out there, and to me, that's where I, they're making. Some of them are making more money in Ring of Honor than they did with mm-hmm. the WWE or anything. Well, yeah, I mean, Cody Rhodes is a prime example. I mean, right. He he goes. He he went on record saying that he makes more money now than he ever did in WWE. Right, and they're they're talking about putting on a big ass show. And they're deciding between L.A., Chicago, and New York for a Ring of Honor arena show. They'll probably be Vegas. They'll probably try to do Vegas instead. I mean, everyone everyone goes to Vegas. I mean, that's where most of the, uh, the high champion boxing matches go. Yeah, true. But I think when you look at, like, wrestling um, lore and stuff like that, New York and Chicago would probably have to be the two of the biggest cities yeah, from, from, from hearing interviews and other podcasts, like wrestling podcasts, like Stone Cold's, Edge and Christian's and all that, you always hear them talk about how they love Chicago because Chicago's a wrestling city. And there's always a huge, like, you know, pop when, you know, ever wrestling comes into town. Um, but I, I think where I think where New York and L.A. kind of fall into being a more logical because it's more populated. It's more of a central hub. I think you get a lot mm-hmm. more international. Because if you do L.A., then you can pull guys from China and yep. Japan and overseas from New Japan. So it'd be easier to get. And then what else? Uh, New Japan's Wrestling Kingdom? Is it New Japan's Wrestling Kingdom or is it yeah. just Wrestling Kingdom? It's Wrestling. I don't think they call it New Japan Wrestling Kingdom, but it's called Wrestling Kingdom. I think New Japan does put it on. You know, and, that, and that's another thing that happened, you know, like, you know, this whole Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho feud got more, you know, more involved. You know, after Kenny Omega had his match a few weeks ago and, you know, Chris Jericho put his promo up there, you know, like he, you know, kind of did like when he originally challenged him, you know, lights go out, promo goes up, but as soon as the light comes on, there's Chris Jericho standing in the ring and he not only took out uh, Kenny Omega, but I, I, I think he, I think that was the GM that was in the ring with him they took out too. Really? I, yeah, I know like they are talking about how like, you know, that was a friend of his and I didn't do a lot of like, digging into that whole scenario but yeah i mean like he he made an impact you know and he took out kind of like the after wwe jericho look Mm -hmm. which was similar to the wwe jericho look but there's just a little something more edgy about it i don't know if it's that he grew out the hair more you saw it edgy i saw a little more see he looks more steven tyler to me now from (laughs) well he does have fozzy so yeah, I I love and and that's the thing too. Like the uh, song Judas that Fozzie plays, I yeah. love how he's using that as an indie theme song. Is he really? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And 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 that was another thing I was kind of curious about too, because I mean, like a lot of people talk about how you know if Jer- with Jericho doing this, it's supposed to be like um, a promotion aid from like WWE, you know, to kind of like do like a a cross brand thing, you know, with Jericho's being a WWE guy and Kenny Omega being a New Japan guy. You know, you would think that, you know, maybe he could have just used, you know, his WWE theme song. I had heard he's not under contract anymore with WWE. Oh, he's got to be. You think so? He's got to be. They haven't mentioned him in WWE from from what I've seen. There, there may have been stuff that I missed. They don't mention Neville. Well, <laughs> I think Neville's <laughs> on his way out too. Yeah, that's another thing too, and and that's that's gonna fall into uh, the the rumor uh, talk we're gonna do here okay. uh, later on. But I mean, if he's not, then I mean, like that surprised me because I thought this was kind of like a a cross brand thing to not only like kind of like boost up New Japan because I know New Japan and WWE have some kind of unspoken like you know. Yeah, they've, partnership. They've, they've throughout the years they have switched back yeah. and forth, and they've brought in different people. Shinsuke mm-hmm. Nakamura as the latest example I can think of. Yeah, AJ Styles too, but Finn Balor. Finn Balor. The uh, was it um, Anderson and Gallows, and but yeah, I mean, and and so that's why I always saw it as, but I also thought uh, saw it as a um, a potential to work with Kenny Omega 
see how he really is to maybe just Chris Jericho reporting back to Vince saying, hey, Kenny is the guy. Right. And that's how I always saw it. Like, I, I see it, and like, not to take away anything from the Wrestling Kingdom or this title match, to me it seems like a tryout. It seems like, you know, I think I think that's what Jericho's position is now in the in the wrestling world. It's like, let me let me wrestle these young guys. Let me see what they got. If we can do something with them, I'll get them to the WWE or yeah. whoever he may be working for. Mm-hmm. If he ever shows up at Impact Wrestling, I don't know. I'm, I, I, yeah, I, don't I wouldn't know. support that decision. No, he's best staying out of there. But, I mean, that, and that's another thing, too, is like, I mean... Impact has a lot of talent that I would like to see come over to NXT, like EC3. I I, I saw that Rockstar Spud, he signed with that E. Yeah, I saw that too. That that was a little bit shocking. I have heard rumors about EC3, though. I think you were you showed me a rumor thing that we might, we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. I think there was another one that I was reading that they were talking EC3, James Storm, somebody else. I don't remember who else. Yeah, I I know they say that James Storm's like the inevitable one, like the one that definitely can yeah. come over. Um I like James Storm. I like his character and I hope if he does come over to WWE, he keeps the same character, kind of that beer drinking uh, cowboy. Um cuz I know like when they brought um like when he had uh his tag team America's Most Wanted, right. With uh Harris, I think it was. At, at Wildcat, I think it was. Wildcat, yeah. yeah. Like I mean, they were both like kind of like you know country boys and everything. But when he came over here, they kind of like lost that. I think they are okay now. Whether they bring a character over, I if it's not too far out there, I think they kind of keep it. Right. But at the same time, it's like so when you look at Anderson Gallows, you know they came over Anderson Gallows. They kept their name. AJ Styles kept his name. Shinsuke Nakamura kept his name. Why did Finn Balor have to change? I think um, Balor may have been well known, but there may, but AJ Styles probably had a better lawyer. (laughs) And that's the thing, like, and and it's not like it's not saying anything that bothers me anyway. I like the Finn Balor name, you know. It just it was weird to me, like you know, when I thought about that, like the other day, it's like you know, like these guys come over, you know, but you know, Eric Young and Bobby Roode, you know. I mean, yeah, I mean, Drew McIntyre came back, but, you know, yeah, he was Drew Galloway in TNA Impact, but he was Drew McIntyre when he first got here, you know? So it's like, why did, why did Finn, like, maybe it was his choice that he wanted to do something different, you know? Like, he wanted to, like, maybe, like, a fresh start here, you know, not live off of previous neighbors, but whatever it was, you know, eventually we'll get him on the show, we'll talk to him. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's where we're heading, right? So, but, yeah, and... Another thing that kind of came up that like it it I don't get why it is and it's nothing there's no disrespect to who Kane is because he's been around for you know almost thirty years but how do you feel about Kane being put in a title match a universal title match at the Royal Rumble I feel like that I I don't want to see Kane in that match but at the same time I think if Kane's gonna go out Kane needs to go out big if he's gonna retire. I know he's got a Legends contract now. He's got to do certain matches, but I just don't see him keeping up with Brock and Braun. No, he he he's he's that he's almost like he's almost kind of like at that Undertaker point in his career where he just he's not as mobile as he used to be. No, and especially like with you know coming up next year, you know when Kane has to stop being Kane and needs to start. Um, <clears throat> you know, politicking as Glenn Jacobs for his uh right. his mayor, you know, election. I mean, like this is. I mean, you you you're, you're looking at the opportunity to like. I mean, unless you're gonna give Kane the title, there's no point in him being in the match. See, and I don't I don't see Brock losing the title until maybe WrestleMania. And, but and yeah, I. I can see that. I just I don't I don't want Brock at WrestleMania. No, well, I don't. I don't want Brock anymore anyway. Yeah, and and that was maybe the only other alternative I could think it was like maybe the whole reason Kane's in there is so Braun Strowman pins Kane, and not Brock Lesnar. So Brock Lesnar doesn't lose his title by being pinned. He loses his title by Braun Strowman pinning Kane, 
Or, you know, they have Kane win the title and Kane holds it until, you know, February or whatever when, like, what, I think it's Roadblock. Yeah. That he's coming out. So, like, he holds it until Roadblock and then loses it to Brock Lesnar. And then Brock Lesnar, you know, goes on to WrestleMania. But the problem is now is you put Braun Strowman in this title match, you take him out of the Royal Rumble. Right. So, the only way he's going to be in WrestleMania is if he has a low-card match or he's the champion. Because he, he, he loses the possibility of becoming, you know, being part of the Royal Rumble. As another thing I'm not, like, super excited about, you know, and I, I love the Royal Rumble. It's one of my favorite pay-per-views because of that. And especially exciting because, you know, it's going to be the first women's Royal Rumble coming up. But, you know, you have... You have Braun Strowman who can't be in the Royal Rumble match because he's going in the world title match. AJ Styles can't be in the Royal Rumble match because he's the champion. And, you know, like, those are my two favorite guys right now in WWE, and neither one are going to be in the Royal Rumble. Well, I mean, Braun can still be in the Royal Rumble if they do the match before the Royal Rumble and he loses. He can still turn around and be in the Royal Rumble. Or insert himself into the Royal Rumble because he's Braun. I don't see AJ losing the title anytime soon. No, I mean, the only way he could lose it now is if he loses on SmackDown. Right. And what he's going to do, lose it to Jinder Mahal by interference and shit, just so he could go into the Royal Rumble and then win so he goes to WrestleMania, has a championship WrestleMania moment? If you do that, then you're putting Jinder Mahal in the WrestleMania main event. And, you know, no disrespect to Jinder Mahal, you know, he's a great main event champion, but not a WrestleMania main event champion. I think, I think Jinder has come into the championship. You know, they say the man makes the championship, and I think that he stepped up when given the championship, and he's done a decent job. His matches have been good, mm-hmm. but I, I don't, like I, like you said, I don't see him main eventing WrestleMania. No. No, it's, it's fine, you know, if he's WrestleMania, or if he's main eventing, like, um, like even Survivor Series, even though you know one of the big four, like Survivor Series, is fine. Right. <clears throat> if he goes into a main event title match, a Royal Rumble, that's fine too. And even all the other small ones throughout the year, you know, Hell in a Cell. Um, what was the one that just happened? It just happened. Uh, class champions. Yeah, you know stuff like that. That's fine. But WrestleMania is like I mean I WrestleMania is set for the top guys in the business, and yeah, yeah, maybe. You know, he's the top guy in WWE, but that's because he's the top guy in WWE because WWE wants him to be. Right. You know, you need to find the, the people that the fans want to see. And what the fans want to see, the WWE's not really doing all that. Like, you know, they're not pushing Finn Balor. People are calling, you know, people are saying that Finn Balor is the next Dolph Ziggler. He has the talent, but he's not getting the push. I've heard that. I've also, I've also heard that he's going to 205 Live. I hope not. I hope not either. But especially after his little thing with. Hyoto Atami? I know I'm I know I'm not saying Atami's that. right. I can't I I don't even like We'll just call him Atami. Atami. And that that sparked the, the rumors of even more of him going to two oh five live. If they put him at two oh five live, he will run out his contract and go back to New Japan. Because you don't put Finn Balor on like the DDE network and that's it. No. And it I mean he, the SmackDown. Something. I mean he, he was the first ever Universal Champion. That has obviously, never had another crack at it. Yeah, obviously you had a plan for him, and you know, go back to that plan, get him back in there. You know, if I'm hoping that he wins the Royal Rumble because I think he deserves to go to WrestleMania and get the Universal Title match back. I would love to see him beat Brock. Oh yeah, all I, but I want Demon. I want full on like, mm-hmm. and I want the super entrance. I don't know what they would do for him, but he can't crawl down that hole. Walkway. Well, no, but I mean, but they need to find something for him. Yeah, I mean, they took Bray Wyatt away from him because you know they're giving it to Matt Hardy. Right. You know they're they they're just they're just kind of just in a lull with him, and it sucks. It's just like with Shinsuke. They brought Shinsuke up. Everyone loves Shinsuke, but now you have nothing for him, so you pair him with Randy Orton. Which I don't mind that pairing. I don't like it because what it reminds me of it reminds me of the promo Triple H shot years ago, like. 2003, 2004, when Shawn Michaels came back. And then they did the whole, like, DX reunion. Like, you know, not the, not the PG DX reunion. Yeah. But the DX reunion, like, where, like, they came out, did the intro, and then he pedigreed him and turned on him. And he had that um, promo, and he told him, you know, he used Shawn Michaels to get to the top like Shawn Michaels used him to stay at the top. And that's kind of where I see Shinsuke and Randy Orton. 
You know, they're using Shinsuke to keep Randy Orton relevant, just like they're using Randy Orton to kind of keep Shinsuke, like, you know, you know, ri- keep rising. Yeah. It's just like, and I don't like, you know, Shinsuke has so much potential to be his own guy. You know, it, you know, give him a mid-card opportunity for the time being, you know, at the U.S. title, and then work towards the world title later on. You know, potentially maybe even facing, you know, AJ Styles, you know. Which everybody wants to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, why not? But um, also with the U.S. title, I mean, um, Dolph Ziggler won at Clash of Champions. I, I heard. And uh, he did his, um, they called it a U.S. title celebration on Sma- uh, SmackDown, but he didn't get a chance to see SmackDown yet. No. But did you hear what happened? He vacated the title. He dropped the title and walked out. So it, it blows my mind on like where they're going with this. As like, like he, I mean, is is Dolph Ziggler done to eat? See, I haven't heard if he's signed a new contract or if he's not signed a new contract. But at the same time, I kind of want to see him go, and maybe for a year or two, and then come back, and just be the superstar that we know he could be, the one that we've all wanted him to be, but the WWE has not put him in that spot. I don't... I. It worked for Drew McIntyre. I don't think it would work. I think... I, for how it worked with Drew McIntyre, I think it was a fluke. I don't see it happening with a lot of people. With him, it worked. I think Drew McIntyre was so young, though, when he left that he was still learning the business. Dolph Ziggler would be better if he went to New Japan. I think he could right. grow. I think he grow a lot with New Japan. I think he grow a lot. You know, bring a lot of charisma to the uh, the Bullet Club. I think his run with WWE is over. As mean as much as I would love to see him have like one more run with the championship, because you know every time he had the championship, he got hurt and it was a concussion thing or whatever. Right. And he had to drop it, so he never really had that strong run. But I mean, he has the ability to do it. It's just, I don't think it's in WWE anymore. And, you know, you're coming towards, you know, WrestleMania time where, you know, as soon as WrestleMania over, you have people from NXT coming up, and then you have people being let go. Right. Yeah. It's, it's going two ways. You either can get your ass fired or you can get brought up to the next yeah. level. So it's kind of like, you know, like, where where do you look at, you know, where, where are these people when that time comes? You know, like, you kind of got to start cleaning house because they have an abundance of wrestlers up on the main roster right now, and then come, you know, after WrestleMania... They're gonna bring more people in. See, and that's the best, and that's one of the good things for like you know the div- um the women's division, because they have like maybe a third of what men uh, superstars they have on the roster. So you can still bring up the other women wrestlers, and you don't have to worry about like okay if you bring them up then what you know, you know like what do you do with them because you have too many. Well now you can evolve into having a tag team division, and you, you know? can al- you can almost devote an entire hour of Raw. Mm-hmm. To the women's division. Yeah. Because, I mean, you barely touch on 205 Live anymore. From yeah. what I've, I mean, the past couple weeks. There there seems to be more cruiserweight um, on Raw. That, I mean, because the only time you ever hear about 205 Live is when they have a 205 Live match on Raw. Right. Or they kind of throw a quick, like, hey, stay after SmackDown to watch 205 Live and... I think one of the biggest problems, too, is, like, you, you put it too late at night. I mean, yeah, I get it. Like, Raw is, you know, 7 to 10. And, yeah, SmackDown 7 to 9 with, you know, 205 Live. But, I mean, the thing is, like, after you watch SmackDown, like, no one wants to go watch 205 Live. Yeah. Th- put 205 Live on Thursday. You know, you got you got Raw on Monday, SmackDown on Tuesday, NXT on Wednesday. Throw 205 Live on Thursday. You know, give it its own date. You get an entire week. Or put it right at what I think NXT is only an hour, right? Yeah, I so put it right after NXT. Yeah, and that's another thing with NXT. Like, you know, they, when they had the holiday week, NXT was on the USA Network. See, I, I, I had heard that. I didn't get a chance to catch it. Mm-hmm. But I was, I'm really wondering how the um, ratings were for that. I heard it was. I heard it were high. I don't know the exact number, but I heard that they had a, they had a like a, a large like watching. Um, when when it was on the USA Network, and especially with that main event with Aleister Black taking on Adam Cole, it was is it is it Adam Cole? That's that right? You said right. I just that, that's I um, mean that's something I want to see. It it was a great match. I was, for some reason like Adam Cole's name. Every time I think of Adam Cole, I never remember his name. But in that moment, I got it right. I don't <laughs> know why, but like so. But yeah, Aleister Black versus Adam Cole. It was a great match, and not only that, um, the rest of the Undisputed Era was banned from ringside. So his you know the two partners he has. 
weren't at ringside. So it was literally a one-on-one match. And it was one of the most amazing matches that not only have I seen in NXT, but I've seen on TV in a long time. Who won? I'm not going to tell you. Of course you're not. You didn't, you didn't, well, you well, they ruined it. Well, the, the thing is, like, so this was a this was a uh, the third match of a series of four matches to crown to crown four winners for a fatal four way for a number one contendership. Ooh, yeah, I like fatal four ways. I I do too. I, I'm not. I, I I like I like elimination fatal four ways. Yeah, those are better. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I, I, you definitely gotta go and watch it. I'm not gonna tell you who won because you need to go watch it. I mean, you could easily Google it if you want. Is it is it on the network? Um, that I'm not sure. I, I did not look and see if it was on. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, I don't know if it is or not. Um, but I mean, you could probably Google. It. You could probably find the match. You could find the results. But I recommend watching it without knowing the ending because there are so many like almost moments that you think like oh my god you know Alexander Black you know got the victory but Adam you know kicked out or oh my god Adam just hit his finisher and then Alexander you know it was so back and forth and it was i mean it was a great match and what was awesome is these are the kind of matches you get in NXT because these are the newer guys who are trying to prove themselves i think them again with Triple H doing the booking on NXT he is just a genius. I don't. I think the old man needs to go. I think they just need to let Triple H run it. Yeah. At least one of the shows. Give him Raw or SmackDown. I'm sure he can handle doing NXT also. But if if you do that, then who runs NXT? Triple H can't do NXT and Raw. If you do that, then you ruin NXT because who's going to take over and keep the same idea? Shawn Michaels. Ah, he'll turn into church. <laughs> but, um... Oh, no, okay, so the last last thing I want to talk about that came up uh, over the last few weeks before we get into um, our next segment here, uh... Woken Matt Hardy. Yeah, I, I've seen... So, obviously, they told you the past three weeks, mm-hmm. but I saw this past Monday Night's Raw. Yeah. And the, the go-between between him and Bray Wyatt was just absolutely amazing. I thought it was the funniest shit ever. The, the best thing I've seen out of this so far, because I didn't, I didn't really watch any Broken Matt Hardy in TNA. I, I've been so out of the loop of Impact Wrestling for so long. I think the last time I watched it, I think Bobby Roode was still there. <laughs> so it's just, I just, I mean, after AJ left and all this stuff, everything started, like, falling apart. It's just, I just did not enjoy watching it anymore. So I haven't seen it since Global Force came over, so I don't know any of those guys. Um, but I never watched any of the Broken Matt Hardy stuff. I never watched the brother, uh, the brother Nero stuff. Or Nero? Yeah, Brother Nero. Okay. So I didn't see any of that stuff going. So if this is how it was then, I'm really excited to see what it does. Because this is... The only time like, Matt Hardy like succeeded in singles competitions is when he either did the Matt Hardy version 1 or he's doing this Broken Matt Hardy. You know, if he wasn't doing one or the other, like I mean, I know he had like a singles run in TNA years ago when he had dreadlocks and he was part of um, the Millionaires Club or whatever the fuck it was called. The uh, the whole like Hulk Hogan. Oh, I can't remember. Fortune. No, Fortune was the Four Horsemen uh, uh, revival. This was a different one. I don't think it's called the Millionaires Club, but because the Millionaires Club was in WCW. Geo, if you remember the name of it. Let me know. I'm not going to look it up because I'm going to trust you. Tell me. Um, but, I mean, he had that. It, it didn't work. But what he did now, especially with having his wife being part of it, was pretty cool. So I'm hoping they find a way to do that again. Like maybe bring his wife over and be part so, of that. And what they're going to do with it when Jeff Hardy comes back. But for the time being, these promos with you know Bray Wyatt, it's awesome. It's Because it's not even like, you can't even look at it as good versus evil. It's crazy versus crazier. Oh, yeah. And people are fighting to be the crazier. Well, what's crazy is like. You know, same with Impact for me. When AJ left and all that shit started going on, I stopped watching. Mm-hmm. Then I started hearing about the broken Matt Hardy gimmick, and then I started watching again. And it was just, it was new, it was fresh. Uh, the whole Woken. It, I, if he does the same thing, relatively close to what he did in, in Impact, is going to be freaking amazing and kind of weird. Okay, so with you with you having the knowledge of what he did in Impact, yeah. the stuff he did is that PG. Um, for the most part, because he talks he talks like Bray Wyatt does, Ridley like, but it, it's not like he's cussing or anything like that or threatening to kill somebody. It, it's 
it should go by WWE TV standards. Okay. How do you feel about it being woken and not broken? Now, because we, we we know that TNA, you know, they released the rights to it. They're not fighting for it anymore. He owns it all. So how do you feel about WWE sticking with the woken instead of broken? I think this is WWE's way of making it WWE's. So instead of broken, it's going to be woken. And in, in reality, it, it makes a little more sense to be woken. Because if you're broken, you, you, you're broken. And in this aspect, if he's woken, he sees the the cosmos and the deities as they are. and Playing chess with a fish. Right, playing chess with a fish. Talking yeah. to a fish. Yeah. I, I'm I'm happy I'm happy he's doing something different. And it kinda gives him something to do until Jeff Hardy comes back. And who knows if Jeff Hardy comes back if they're gonna go back to tag team or what they're gonna do. I mean it took a while for the whole brother Nero thing to kick in. So you, obviously you know that the Hardys are synonymous for being one of the best tag teams ever and then having some of the greatest matches against mm-hmm. each other. So that's what that's how the whole TNA thing worked out. So it, it just worked out to where all of a sudden Jeff's back and he's trying to unwoken yeah. or unbreak him, and then Matt ends up breaking him and turns him into brother Neo, Nero. Well, I mean, with I mean with Royal Rumble coming up and WrestleMania, find that eventually they're probably going to be in their shakeup. I'm so sure. I mean, who knows? They may end up on different shows and. You know, run a couple, you know, run a singles career for a time being. I don't know how much more time they got left in them. But, I mean, at least they're making the uh, the most out of it now. And and this is the perfect time, you know, because Bray Wyatt, especially being on his own, you know, it's it's a one-on-one thing. It's, you know, mano-a-mano. Right. It's, you know, you got you got uh, Harper and Rowan who are off doing their Bludgeon Brother thing. You got um, uh, Braun Strowman, you know, doing the world title and everything. So so it's, it's Bray Wyatt against Matt Hardy. It's not Wyatt family. Versus uh, Matt Hardy. I think everybody always forgets that Matt Hardy is a good wrestler. He he is he is a very intelligent person. He mm-hmm. is. You just got to read some stuff he's written. You know, not while he's broken, but just yeah. when he's just when he's a little normal. But he is a good wrestler. I mean, he had to change his his entire um, what do you call him? Like match set from a high flyer, yeah, to kind of a grappler. Because of injury, yeah, I believe, I believe one of his knees or something. Yeah, and he and he did that well. All right, so I wanted to talk real quick about this article I found um, on Facebook from uh, the Sportster.com. So they put together this article of fifteen terrible WWE rumors we hope aren't true in two thousand eighteen. So I figured this you know we'll do a quick little segment. I'm going to run through all these. I'm just going to ask your opinion on them, okay? Because you know, I value your opinion. Oh, I value your opinion too. Well, thanks, buddy. So the first, uh, the first one that comes up here is Batista coming back full time. Uh, you know, I, I I loved Batista when it was his prime time. If he comes back full time, I'm hoping it's not like a a Brock Lesnar situation where it, they just give him a championship and let him run with it. Well, and so that's the thing too. Like so. It was a different article than this, um, it, but he says he wants to come back, but he wants to come back as a main roster full-time. He doesn't want to be a part-timer or like one of these one-and-done things. He says that if he does come back, he wants to talk about it being a full-time thing. Oh, man, I just don't... I don't want it. I, I don't want it either, and I think the only way it's going to work is if he's in a stable. It yeah, I mean if if he was part of yeah some kind of group then yeah that would work. I just <clears throat> I don't I just I don't want him back. And it's not because I don't like him. I like him when he was a wrestler. He was a great face. He was a great heel. He's awesome as Drax and Guardians of the Galaxy. There's so much talent in WWE right now. Like you don't need you know the older guys, the veterans, if you will. You know John Cena going to part time and everything. Yeah, I mean people say that's hurting WWE, but <clears throat> you know it's. He's given opportunities to other people. As I said, I don't, I don't see Cena going down uh, part time as hurting the WWE. I think it's going down to he respects his spot in the company now, and he knows he's not going to be able to do it forever. And you're right because these these guys are coming up. Oh, really? So Triple H facing Braun Strowman at WrestleMania. I don't want to see it. 
Now, now there was uh, the previous rumor about Triple H facing Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. That yeah, I wouldn't mind. That seeing. I would like to see. It better not be a fucking main event. But that's something I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing. But with this rumor and everything, so if this rumor ever becomes true, Triple H does face Braun Strowman, then you can only assume that Braun Strowman is not going to be champion of uh, the Royal Rumble, or Triple H, you know, allows himself to win another fucking uh, Royal, Rumble. Royal Rumble. So I don't want this to happen. I. You know, I get that, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think it's an ego thing with Triple H. I don't think it's because he wants to stay relevant. I think it's because he knows how to work and he wants to work with the younger guys. But if you want to have a match with Braun Strowman, do it at Roadblock. Don't do it at WrestleMania. Yeah, dude, I mean, have a special edition Raw or something. I I just don't, I don't want to see it. I don't think there's anything. Strowman should just be able to run through Triple H, and that's pretty much how that match should go. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, ever since <clears throat> what happened in Survivor Series and what happened the following Monday on Survivor Series, nothing has happened since. Right. Triple H hasn't shown back up. Braun Strowman hasn't given a second thought. Even Kurt Angle and Stephanie McMahon seem to get along. So, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if this rumor would be true. If it is, I think it would be a poor choice. Dean Ambrose turning on Seth Rollins. Okay, I like this. Only because after what happened this past Monday. So, you know, Ambrose got injured Monday night. Exactly, yeah. And it was technically Rollins' fault. So that at least they had that swerve going into it. And these guys have put on amazing matches. Yeah, but I mean, like, do you, do you want Dean to be a heel? Yeah, I'd like to see him run with it. I think he's the only, I mean, he hasn't really been a heel yet. No, I, I. You know, Roman ain't gonna go heel. No. So it's just it's just one of the things like you know if it was to happen when, because they really haven't gotten you know gotten off on the best you know foot with the Shield reunion, you know after you know Roman Reigns you know being out you know with illness and then you know also Dean you know now Dean's injured and everything. So it's, I mean, obviously, it looks like the thing that the the show reunion is gonna have to come to an end. It's just not working out, and they're just dragging it on way too long. Right. I mean, Seth Rollins had his match on Raw. He didn't even dress in his uh, Shield gear. He dressed in his normal attire when he took on um, Kurt Angle's kid, Jason oh, Jordan. Jason Jordan. So it's like, it, I I don't I think the Shield idea was great, but unfortunately, it, like the timing was horrible, and now it's just dragging out where they're rarely ever doing stuff with it because all three of them aren't there at once. No, they, and they keep doing singles matches, and they don't come down like they used to when they were the Shield, where it'd be all three of them come down. Yeah. And then, it just, I mean, it's cool, just doesn't have the same magic. So you, so you think you know, you think it'd be a good thing? I think it'd be a good thing. This one isn't too much of a rumor, because, I mean, it's obviously happening, but John Cena's reduced schedule due to potential big acting roles. I'm not so sure about big acting roles, but, I mean, roles nonetheless. Actually, I mean, I could. That that's obviously something's gonna happen. He, I think he's getting a whole lot better. What the fuck? So apparently, he's gonna play Doctor Manhattan in the Watchmen HBO series. Oh. Rumored, of course. As a, as a comic book fan, that hurts my heart. Yeah, but again, I, I mean, I this is this is rumored. Right. We're, not, we're not sure because this is a rumor within a rumor. Well, a rumor within a rumor. <clears throat> so, but you know, John's gonna be at WrestleMania. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't know what capacity. I don't know what he's gonna do. But it'll be a triple threat between Kurt Angle, John Cena, and uh, Triple, triple H. H. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Yeah, I mean, I think that'd be fun. I I wouldn't put him in any title matches. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put him in the fucking Royal Rumble, which I'm assuming they're going to. That's another thing I thought too. Like, what if they? I mean, if they, if he puts him in the Royal Rumble and win and win the WrestleMania, I mean, they'll put him because right now he's tied with Ric Flair, right? Right. So is this their opportunity saying like, hey, you know, let's give you that one more to beat Ric Flair? I think I think in reality he deserves it. And I'm pretty sure he's already got Jesus. He's already got Ric Flair's approval on it. Yeah. So I, I I think they should give it to him. I think he should have at least one nice run with it and then get beat to shit out of by AJ Styles. <laughs> Neville's saying out the entire year. <clears throat> See, I like Neville. I like Neville, too. And I think Neville becoming the king of the cruiser race is probably his best gimmick I've seen. I think, however, being on the cruiserweight division has really hurt. 
This current Neville, like the now Neville, yeah. I would love to see him face Alistair Black. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, that's my thing. I mean, like, you have, you have these guys coming up, and, like, there's all this potential that Neville could work with. Like, you know, I, I know that him and D has their problems because they're not booking him the way he wants to be booked. But they need to get something figured out because Neville is a great talent to have. I mean, yeah, you know, you put him on the Cruiserweight division now, but he could do so much more. I agree. I mean, to me, Neville should have never left the main roster. I think that he could have been, and with even with his look, so I would put him against a bigger guy and let him, and he could win because mm-hmm. he just looks strong enough to be able to do so. Where you know you had um, Rey Mysterio who was just quick enough to get around the wing and get the hits in and blah 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 to beat the bigger guys. Yeah. He's actually probably as fast as Mysterio. And probably twice as strong. Yeah. So let's we'll see what goes on. I mean, hopefully, hopefully they come to some agreement. And he gets back in. Okay, let's see here. Brock Lesnar not defending the title until WrestleMania. Obviously, we know that's not true. Right, because he's defending at the Royal Rumble. Rumble. So very much talk about that. Come on, let's uh, let's move on past that. Roman Reigns winning WrestleMania main event again. Well, I can totally see that happening. Against Brock Lesnar for the title. Yeah. That, that's, I mean, he'll, he'll probably have, he's going to have to drop the IC title at some point in time, but. Knowing, knowing, knowing how, like, up Roman's ass is that he is, they'll probably make the IC title a main event match. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I mean, and yeah, I mean, with, with this, with this rumor, I mean, it, it opens an idea of, like, you know, what could happen, like, you know, Brock. Brock retained the title, and Roman goes and finally beats the Beast, you know, or Roman I mean, takes on, you know, Braun again, which I don't want to see another Braun-Roman match, but... They put on good matches, though. I just, I don't, I just don't want to see Roman anymore. I just, I, I can't. I think, I think I, I, like, I like Roman, and I like what he does in the ring wrestling-wise. He just needs a mouthpiece. I don't want to, I don't want to see Roman wrestle until he's heel again. He needs to be a heel. That's all it is. He he can't he can't be the good guy. He needs to be a heel. Not but, the, I'm just the guy. Yeah, but yeah, he needs a mouthpiece, and it's another thing I realized. Kind of, it kind of clicked in my head yesterday when we were talking about what potential we we're gonna do for next week. Yeah, there's not a lot of managers out there anymore. No, you know you got you got you got Paul Heyman as with Brock Lesnar. You know you got Maria Canales who's with her husband, but they're both out right now. You got. Uh, I can't remember the girl's name, but with the NXT champion currently down in NXT, but right, and then, yeah, and then Maurice, you know, she's out right now because of pregnancy, but you know, she was managing Miz, but there's just there's no managers anymore. That's what I mean. Uh, you put up that quiz the other day on Facebook, mm-hmm. what title you'd have. So I went through, and I'm like, what is today's wrestling missing? And I, it's like the Heenan family and. I was like, oh, that's definitely mm-hmm. the, the stables and, you yeah. know, just run by a manager. See, I put uh, chair shots to the head. I missed, I missed chair shots to the head. I missed chair shots to the head, too, but I kind of, I like the story behind. I, I mean, I do, too, but I mean, like, I, I want chair shots to the head. <laughs> Fuck their well-being. Yeah, right? Oh, yeah. I took a chair shot to the head. I'm fine. He's got to take it right. <laughs> okay, you know, let's scroll down. No, frozen, frozen. It's frozen. Do you want to build a snowman? There we go. Whoa! Um, is this the next one? I don't know. I don't know either. Oh well, we'll go with it until this uh, kind of loads itself back up. Pedro and Alexa Bliss title reign. Oh, I can see that happening. I mean, that's I mean, Paige is back. So it's either her or Oscar. I think I think Paige will end it, and then Oscar will take it from Paige. How do you feel like? How do you feel that they're uh, handling the Oscar right now on the main roster? I feel like it was slow at first, but now she's actually fighting, you know, real women that are in in the division and not. Jobbers. 
I hate that's dude. I I hate so much when they bring somebody up, and they're like first six matches are against fucking jobbers. I don't I don't want to see. I want to see them go against somebody that knows what the fuck they're doing, mm-hmm. so I can see what they can do and how they do it. A jobber could just take a beating. That's pretty much what they're there for. Yeah, I I know like a lot of people are talking about how like, you know, they weren't so happy with how like she was dominant for so long in NXT, but she went up against Alicia Fox and Alicia had so much offense against her. Well, I think that I, the difference being is NXT is kind of that I wanna say rookie level, but comparatively rookie level. So now when you come to the main roster, these women have the know-how, the power, and uh, the veteran instincts mm. to work the ring. Yeah. But when she fought Ember Moon... I, I like Ember Moon. Yeah, Moon had a lot of offense against her, too, though. Yeah. I I can see Ember being one of those who get moved up after WrestleMania, but at the same time, I mean, like, are they going to have her title reign made that short? But uh, one of the... Uh, with all this uh, loading and stuff on this awesome quick computer, it went past the whole like no Royal Rumble match for women, but we obviously know that's not true either because right. they made the announcement, and I think it'd be dumb for them to take it away now. And so, I think if you're gonna like us, like we keep saying, if you keep pushing ahead with this women's, your women will main event WrestleMania. I wouldn't mind seeing it. I, I, I'm okay with it, and. Well, we'll get we'll get to that when we talk about the women because I have a statement about that that's kind of true. Uh, Kurt Angle having a WrestleMania match. Uh, here they're showing a picture of Jason Jordan. If they do that, that would be dumb. But they do mention a lot about um, you know Triple H, and that I think that was the uh, thought that everyone had from when he came back. That's that's where I thought it was going to go. Triple H versus Kurt Angle. Again, I'd like to see that. Maybe not at WrestleMania though. And it better not be a late match. It better be an early match. Well, from from what's from what's saying here, they're saying that um, Angle's reportedly faced Triple H at the Royal Rumble, where he's going to lose because Jason Jordan's going to turn on him, causing a Angle Jordan match at WrestleMania. I'm okay with that being a pre match or a pre show match. It won't be. It won't be. I just I don't want to see. I just I don't like what they're doing with Jason Jordan because it's just not working. He's, they basically turned him into a whiny bitch. Yeah, yeah. I I I, I mean he's a good. I just don't. Some bomb I don't like. No, he's very athletic. I think he'd be a great wrestler. He just he just they, they, he just whines. He doesn't have and I I'm not a big fan of the wrestling singlet thing. So I mean well, if he they, just wears the trunks now. Yeah, same thing. Sean Benjamin, yeah, no, I get Sean Benjamin makes it work, you know, because of his wrestling, because because he, you know him as a wrestler when he was doing uh, the world's greatest tag team with Charlie Haas, like, you know, they got away with wearing like the singlets or even the wrestling, you know, and they weren't even like trunks, they were like literally the bottom half of a singlet, you know, they came in as a wrestling tag team who knew amateur wrestling and made it work. Yeah, Chad Gable and them, like, they're great single, but they need to get away from. You know, I was an amateur wrestler. I wasn't. It was like I don't give a shit about that anymore. They did that already. I think I think they should let American Alpha be American Alpha a little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know some advertisers there somewhere. Uh, New Day splitting up. I hope not. I hope so. See, I I I think the best thing for New Day would be. To turn heel and just run rub shot, collect all the titles, fucking like Heenan family style, just get as many titles as you can. The only technically you get two hundred five live too. The only the only thing I want the new day to stay relevant with is if they create a new nation of domination. I'd be down with that if they get together with Titus O'Neil and. Um, Apollo Crews. Yeah. They get together with them. I think that'd be great. They create a new nation. Other than that, I'm getting... I just I, I just don't enjoy them anymore. They're just not funny to me anymore. I, see, they entertain me every time they're on. Yeah. 
Um, this one I th- I've heard a lot about, and I think it will happen. Daniel Bryan leaving WWE. We we've talked a lot about his this. contract is up in fall. I don't know September. Yeah, fall. Yeah, that's fall. I'm just saying. I was giving oh. a specific month, man. Like, I was trying to like. No, I thought you were correcting me. Yeah, it's like, fucking fall. Dude, it's fucking fall. You know, one of the douchebags thinks it's still summer. It's not. <laughs> um. I, yeah, I've heard a lot. I mean, there's and there's been like so many different rumors about it, and that's why. And that's one of the bigger things I love about wrestling is that, you know, there's a rumor and a lot of people run with them, or a lot of people create a different one. I mean, I heard I heard something about like Daniel Bryan. The only reason he's growing his hair out again is he got a hair versus hair match down in Mexico after he leaves WWE. I've heard that one. Really? Uh, I heard that Daniel Bryan is willing to go to Independence and wrestle there because WWE won't let him. But then I've also heard that you know. Daniel Bryan could potentially have a match in WWE because WWE wants to keep him there and they want his match to be in WWE. I've also heard that there there's been other doctors who have come forward and saying because it, yeah he did have those brain injuries, but the amount of time he's been off and not doing anything, those injuries should have healed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think if they do, I think if Vince finally says, "Hey Daniel, you're going to wrestle," it's going to be against Shane McMahon. See, that's what I kind of thought they were building to. Yeah. Uh, and that, that'd be one of the things that are perfect. Because, I mean, like, you know, if you face Shane McMahon, as long as he's not jump, as long as it's not a fucking Hell in a Cell match, because Shane does not need another Hell in a Cell match. You know, just put him in, like, a, you know, just put him in a match where, like, you know, it's not a street fight. It's nothing like that. It's just a match. You know, and you just, you know, eliminate, you know, the, you know, the potential head injuries and everything. Just don't go crazy with it. Yeah, I mean, he can't be doing no more suicide dives. No. No more jumping headbutt. I mean, dude, you watched that match I put up for pick of the week, right? Mm-hmm. You saw how he landed on the outside of the ring that one time, and that, that was just brutal. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like when it goes to independence, you know, it's like you know, you it's all or nothing. Or Indep- I'm sorry, Ring of Honor, Independence, New Japan. I, I think at that time, Ring of Honor would have definitely yeah. been considered. But like anything not WWE that everyone's so cautious of, you know, like they just, you know. You know, it's all or nothing. You know, yeah, do it for the fans. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Ricochet joined the Cruiserweight division. This is this is something we both have touched on. Mm-hmm. Ricochet also being Prince Puma from Lucha yeah. Underground. I don't know about the Cruiserweight division, though. Is he a Cruiserweight? Oh, yeah. he's. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah? Are you talking about, like, skill-wise or weight-wise? Well, I know skill-wise, skill-wise he's, he's a luchador. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's more than 205. But I can see him going over there, you know, to help kind of help work 205 Live because of his ability. But my question is, does he start out on NXT and go to 205, or does he go straight to 205? I'd bring him straight to 205. That's what I think. Because there was also a talk about um, Ivelisse coming over. I, I heard that, too. And they were talked that they'll, that they'll just push her right through to the main roster. Not even NXT, just push her really? right through. Really? Yeah. Because they dropped the ball with her last time? Yeah. Well, I think she was part of that whole, like, build the mod she was. thing. Yeah. So, this might be their way. Uh, I mentioned this earlier. Finn Balor being the new Dolph Ziggler. See, I just I just can't. This, this is probably one of, you know, if AJ Styles is the top guy in wrestling today, this guy is number two. Mm-hmm. As far as, definitely as far as WWE goes. If not worldwide, yeah, I think the only thing that he has against him that maybe in Vince's eyes, not, and this isn't my opinion, isn't my opinion on him. It's my opinion on what Vince sees in him. Right. Is he's a small guy? Yeah. I mean, at the same time, yeah, they gave Rey Mysterio the championship. I think they really gave him the championship because of Eddie Guerrero. I just, I, I think that Vince doesn't see him as a potential, you know, draw as a champion because of how small he is. It's like, how do you make him? You know, how do you make this guy, you know, able to beat John Cena, uh, Braun Strowman, Brock Lesnar, you know, all these bigger guys who are, you know, because, I mean, but he's able and, to and, do it. Eddie Guerrero beat Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And in, in spectacular fashion, too, I might add. Mm-hmm. I just don't, you know, Vince is just stuck. Yeah. And that, that's my problem with Vince. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... And you know we and you know you said it before like you know sometimes you know maybe better if he just stepped down and I think if he when he does and if he ever does I'm assuming he's gonna be the kind of guy who's like hey if I die stick my head on a robot thing right but I think with I think Triple H taking that over I think a lot of these kids would get that push because you I mean you see how Triple H works with guys in NXT 
And I'm sure that, you know, Vince and, you know, Triple H do butt heads on that stuff. Oh, I'm sure they do. Um, last room we got here, uh, The Undertaker has another match. Uh, I've heard, I've heard so many rumors about this. I just, let the man go. Let the man live out the rest of his life with fucking Michelle McCool. And there was also rumor she was coming back. Really? Charlotte challenged her. Yeah. Now, if they came back together, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that would be neat. But I don't, I don't think, I, and I unless he's fighting Ric Flair. <laughs> Triple threat match, Undertaker, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair. Oh, Christ. Um, I hope it doesn't happen. I think him having his last match, even though it was against Roman Reigns, even though it ended the way it ended, you know, like, you know, I think the majority of the reason he stuck around so long as he did is because he had that undefeated streak. When he lost to Brock Lesnar, I mean, that could have been his last match, but he went one more. And then he went again against, you know, Roman. So now he's 22 and 2. Yeah, something like that. So, like, really, I mean, there's I mean, there's no point. There's no more record anymore. That's gone. Yeah. He laid down his hat. You know, he took, took off the gloves. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no reason for him to come back. But at the same time, it's like, you know, and we're going to dive into, you know, the Hall of Fame stuff when it gets closer to it. We'll probably do it in February. Well, actually, we gotta do it pretty soon because I was gonna say they're gonna, yeah, yeah. they're gonna start doing announcements. So probably, soon. Uh, probably, the, I'm gonna yeah, we'll call it the first uh, new episode of the year. Um, they already have rumors on people who are gonna go into the Hall of Fame. You know, they have uh, they talk about um, Vader. They talk about King Kong Bundy. Was that rumored? Yeah, those are the two. The, those are the two names I've been hearing a lot of is Vader and King Kong Bundy. So I didn't hear King Kong Bundy. I heard Vader. I heard Goldberg. I heard Kid Rock going into celebrity, uh, celebrity wing, but I did not hear rumor about the, the Undertaker. So I that makes me think that they're leaving it open for another match. I think the Undertaker is going to be the the last announcement. So if you're announcing, you know, we you, we we all know how they do it. Every week they announce somebody new. You're not going to announce this man first. Why not? Because you want to build up to him. He's going to be the last one announced if he goes in next year. And he should go in next year. He should not have another match. I mean, more power to him. Huge Undertaker fan, okay? But the man's old. I'm sure he can still do one match a year. But I don't even want him to risk that to further injure himself in any way. Yeah. I, I, I love the Undertaker, but he's he's not the Undertaker anymore. He's Mark. Yeah. Yeah, he's... Let, let Mark go bang his hot wife and go home. Right, go sell real estate and shit. He just he had a great he had a great run for twenty seven thirty years, whatever the fuck right. it was. You know, it's just it it is just what it is anymore. And you know, I don't want I don't want to say he just needs to you know you know hang him up. I mean, he just he did enough. You know, and uh, close out the show. I want to talk a little bit about uh, the women's division and everything that has pretty much happened with it. I mean, the, the, over the last few weeks, we had a lot of exciting things happen with it. One of the one of the biggest things is Sasha Banks and Alexa, uh, Alexa Bliss having the first ever women's match in Abu Dhabi. This year, then I I wasn't even aware of this mm-hmm. until you had told me about it. I think that's amazing. Um, yeah. Once again, I I do believe that one day you're gonna see a straight WWE women's show. I and I hope it does. I mean. And, it, it, if they put it on the dating network, that's fine. But I mean, like, what the women are, um, what other women are capable of now, and and I say that I say now because when we used to watch uh, pay per views, you know, Buffalo Wild Wings, Friends House, and stuff like yeah. that, we used the women's matches that smoke breaks. It is if it wasn't Trish and Lita going at it, that was a smoke break. Yeah, and I think the problem was is like because back in the day, like they they weren't looked at as competitors they're looked at like eye candy right something to like kind of like you know like hey look you know but now they are competitors and they still dress you know you know the way they dress you know sexy and all that shit but they they're still competitors i think i think you know they don't go overly sexy no so you know when like back when Candace Michelle would have the boobs sticking out yeah or Lita the, with her thong hanging out yeah, of her pants yeah i, and I just that. i they dress sexy. They dress powerful sexy. Yeah, they they don't dress slutty sexy. Exactly. So I mean, like for for them to do something like this, and it's absolutely amazing because, and obviously you know they they had to have a restriction on the match. Uh, they didn't wear their normal attire. You know they had I mean, to cover the midriff and everything. Yeah. So 
they didn't have to cover up their face. So, I mean, they were able to show their face. But basically, the only skin they had was their face and their hands. They wore long sleeve stuff. It's like you said, Sasha looks like a Power Ranger. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, they, they did this because, I mean, they had to respect the area. But also, I mean, like, they they made change. And I think I think that was actually what was being chanted. Because I think I read somewhere that when the match was happening, people were chanting, this is change. And I really, this is hope. Wow. So, I mean, like, they're they're looking at, like, not only is this, like, hey, this is the first women's, like, you know, match in Abu Dhabi, but this is the beginning of a potential movement in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. And wouldn't it be crazy that it starts with professional wrestling? Yeah. It it, it is awesome that, and yeah, and and being a wrestling fan, it's a great thing, you know? Um. But on top of that, I mean, not only is that, you know, that happened, but I mean, like, it was also announced this past Monday that they are doing the Women's Royal Rumble. Which we have been talking about mm-hmm. for at least the past three or four months. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was our idea. Oh, uh, yeah. I think, I think they, yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. So, you, I mean, I, I, I didn't read much about it. I know I had an article up here, but I took it down, whatever. Um, is it going to be 30 women? As far as I know, it's going to be 30 women. Okay. I know... Oh, they have at least twenty some on. I know for so, sure. So, so Raw Raw is eleven women right now, but Alexa Bliss probably won't be in it because she's champion. Right, so it gives you ten from Raw. Uh, SmackDown, I, I know SmackDown has less women than Raw does. I mean, I think they have like maybe eight. So you got like seven, seven maybe eight from that end. So that leaves you twelve open spots. Now, obviously, you're going to pull some people up from NXT. You're probably going to invite some people back from the May Young tournament that aren't quite there yet. So, does that mean they leave open spots to have, like, uh, veterans or legends come back like they do in the men's uh, Royal Rumble? You know? Do you I, invite, I like, could definitely see Trish and Lita oh, yeah, I can coming see, back just to, just to participate in I can see Trish and Lita come back. I can see maybe Beth Phoenix coming in. You know, I can, even uh, Karma, Awesome Kong. Oh yeah, you know she came. She came back in the men's Royal Rumble two years ago. I think it was two years, two or three years ago. She came back. I mean, like it opens that door for all those possibilities. Now, I know some of the women they kind of burned their bridges that they won't have an opportunity to come back. Uh, Melina, Sunny, you know, and all of them. But I mean, it does. Melina burned the bridge. Just from what I heard. Huh. Again, this is all like rumor stuff, but this from what I heard. Um, Don Marie, I believe, I burned a bridge. But I mean, I mean, this can even open for like you know Maria Canella. I don't know if she's having her kid. If she she had her kid by then, but probably probably not. I guess I don't think so. So maybe not her, but definitely I think Trish and Lita would come back. Um, Michelle McCool. I mean, there were there were there were rumored that you know Trish Stratus thing about come back as like a Legends uh, contract. contract, you know. Um, but I mean, like it opens that door to do those things. But I mean, it, not only that, I mean. You've had a women's uh, Hell in a Cell match, uh, an Iron Man match, uh, you know, false count anywhere match. You're doing the Royal Rumble now. You had a tables match with uh, Becky Lynch and Alexa Bliss. So, I mean, like, you could go so much further. You could have, a, you know, the queen of the ring. You know, they, like, see, that would be neat. I'm surprised they have not done that yeah, yet. Yeah, do a queen ring. Not only that, like, you know, they got the WrestleMania Battle Royal, the Andre the John Battle Royal. Why not have the Fabulous Moolah by, uh, Battle Royal? You know, give them a Moolah uh, trophy. Little moolah. Little moolah, you know? Little moolah. I mean, like, it opens the door to allow these things to happen for women. I think, I think that's what's crazy is because I was having this conversation kind of with Gio mm-hmm. the other day. He's like, well, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to bloody each other up. Like, no, they will. The, I'm, I'm pretty sure that these crazy girls will put someone's face through a table, scratch something. If they're wrestling fans, this is what they expect from their wrestling. I did, especially if you get these girls who are participating anywhere else besides the WWE who are going through tables and taking light bulbs to the face and whatever and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Also, I'd like to see what's-her-face um, from Impact make the switch. The crazy one. The one we saw. Rosemary. I, you know, I think she was rumored to come over, too. I think she was part of... She, she, she was rumored. Uh, so was Sexy Star. Sex star would never come. The sexy star is blacklisted at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I, after what she did, I don't think she'd ever come yeah. over. Well, wasn't Rosemary the one that she uh, yeah. fucked up? Yeah. See, I like I and I can see like 
I mean, and we'll probably talk more about it because we are kind of running out of time uh, about the women that we predict you know come up from NXT and the veterans that come over. Like maybe we'll we'll create the uh, women's uh, role. We'll see how accurate we are. I won't do it for men because there are too many options for men. Oh, but at least we could get an idea of the women because I mean they're Tatanka. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! All right. So before we end the show, uh, how about we do your uh, match of the week? So match of the week. Can we come up with a name yet? Dizzle's pick for match of the week? So, no. No. Okay. Anyways, let's do your match of the week. So, because we went off women's and we're talking a whole lot of women's or very little women's, and we'll probably talk more on the women's, I went and I found Sasha Banks versus Charlotte Flair, Raw's women's title Hell in a Cell match, which is a pretty recent match, 2016. But you, as well as I do, know that this was a phenomenal match. Mm-hmm. So... Well, I mean, it 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 started out outside the cage, climbing it. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, it, if you haven't seen the match, you need to. If you already seen the match, watch it again, because I mean, like this this was one of those very first like women's like outside the box matches. Right. You no, know, this this opened the floodgates to you know the Iron Man match, to the you know False Count Anywhere match, to the tables match. I mean, this was the first. Like men only kind of uh, match that they allowed the women to go into. Right, and I mean, hell in a cell, no matter who, who does it, is always mm-hmm. such a brutal match. Yeah, it'll probably go down as one of my favorite matches. But yeah, hell in a cell is definitely some brutal ass shit. So yeah, I mean, I and that's, and that's an, I mean, I I love Sasha because I mean, like she's been part of all these like mm-hmm. moments. You know, she's been in these big matches. She fought in Abu Dhabi. And I'm not sure if you realized this or, like, noticed it, but remember, like, okay, so years ago, before the Divas Revolution happened, when they had Lumberjack matches, they called them Lumberjill matches. Mm-hmm. But did you notice from Sunday they called it a Lumberjack match? No, I didn't. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. I don't know if anyone else caught that or whatever, but, I mean, like, it wasn't called a Lumberjill match. It was called a Lumberjack. But, um, but yeah, no, check out, check it out. Uh, it'll be posted up. Um, a little bit after this gets yeah, released. Yeah, it'll go up tomorrow about so, 1 o'clock. So, yeah. So, check uh, check the link uh, on our Facebook page on Saturday. Uh, check out this show. Uh, if you're not following us on Facebook, make sure you check us out at uh, JFW Podcast. We're also on Twitter and Instagram. So, just keep up with us and everything. You know, yeah, we were we were gone for uh, for a few weeks, but we're back now. And uh, we're just going to keep this moving. I mean, especially with uh, the road to WrestleMania starting, you know, it's, you know, we got a lot to cover. This is my favorite time of year. It's the perfect time of the year. It's like second Christmas. Yep. Uh, you got anything else? Nope. I think it's time to ring the bell in this episode. Perfect. As always, I am Travis D. I'm Dizzle J. And thank you for listening to another episode of Just Freaking Wrestling, the JFW Podcast. Peace.